But like, what if there was a whole universe inside of our fingernails? Past the bong, we watched What the Bleep Do We Know, which means it's time for Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? If thoughts can do that to water, Imagine what our thoughts can do to us. Hello and welcome to another Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workhoven and I am here as always, well, not as always usually, but uh, back, <laughs> back by popular demand. It is Mark Middleton. How I'm are here. you, Mark? I'm well. I'm For the most really well. Mark movie we have on our list, probably, yes. we'll get to later. Indeed. And of course, we are here with Brian the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian? I just keep thinking that's how we should start every episode is pass the bong. It's Portland <laughs> at the Movies. <laughs> Yes. Well, we uh, this month's movie is uh, What the Bleep Do We Know, which came out in 2004. Um, and I'll probably hand over the reins because I, I told both of you that I forgot all of my notes at home, which is probably good. Um, uh, so I'm watching the movie on fast forward as it unfolds in front of me. Um, but I don't this, have any notes. You don't have any I, notes. I literally have one line just because I want to remember one. Okay, so I'll kind of give a, a, that Brian also knows. a big, a big uh, overview of this. It's, it's a... Um, I don't know what kind of movie it is, but it stars Marley Matlin is in it. Docu-drama. Docu-drama. But that implies it dramatizes what the documentary is. Can you... I, I was watching this, and I, I heard it described as a docu-drama, and then I was... So, it, essentially, there are, like... Um, uh, scripted scenes that interplay throughout uh, Talking Head, you know. Can you think of a single other movie that was filmed like this? Uh, the Secret. Oh. Can you think of a single other movie? <laughs> <laughs> I said movie, no, Mark. I did say movie, I, yes, right? I know. Uh, no, and that's what I wrote a lot. I don't have my notes, like I said, but I wrote a lot. What is this movie? Yeah. Right. Because it's not like a docudrama is like you're cutting back from reenactments of the Civil War as, you know, some history professor is talking about it. Like that's a docudrama right. to, to me or even reality TV could be a docudrama. But this is... A bunch of different talking heads, which I'm sure we'll get into talking about not even kind of all the same thing, but quantum theory and this and that and kind of these metaphysical things. And then that is intercut with the Marley Matlin scenes, which I guess is a movie, although it doesn't seem to have a plot. It was its own separate character story, its its own separate story. Like the talking heads were not talking about that story. Right. And she was unaware of the talking heads. Right, 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 right. right. And so kind of a parallel movie and It's like you took one movie and it was in two places at the same time. (laughs) So before we get into this, Mark, why don't you, Uh, since this movie does mention quantum theory a lot, why don't you just kind of give a layman's overview of what that means when when people are, especially in this context, are talking about? Well, in this context, what what they're really trying to do is show that uh, emotions and thoughts affect the physical universe. Like that ultimately is what it boils down to. Wasn't that the plot of one of those Dan Brown novels? W- wasn't this the <laughs> Matrix except terrible? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, y- yes and yes and the secret and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at underpinning, <clears throat> like especially the Talking Heads, the there's some <sighs> there's some there's quantum physics people there's uh very spiritual woo woo people uh and kind of a smattering of everybody in between so that's the first thing that really i I do i will admit at top i watched this movie i i did uh, watch it twice but when i watched it the first time i had so much fun and i wished we had all done it together because it was it's ridiculous there's portland shots everywhere that are neat it's baffling in parts and it is so like every time it was about to lose me it would like pull me back animation i I feel like (laughs) if we were to do a live episode and invite a live audience in this would be a really good this would be to watch together yeah like uh, Uh, where you text your messages on the on the screen and, and everything and like you you did say this already it is the most Portland-based movie uh, 
actually is Portland ever mentioned specifically? It isn't. It, no. it isn't. But it's is certainly shown specifically. <laughs> and, I think the closest we get is one of the Max trains it says Hillsboro, yeah, Goose Hollow, yeah. Hillsboro. Goose Hollow. Is this movie a first for us? Have we? Have we all seen this movie before we I had, came together? I have never <gasps> seen this movie. Oh, okay. So never mind. This was this was new to me. You oh. had heard of this. Movie I have from heard me of this movie from times. from Mark. Uh, but before we get too much into it, so like we said, there's talking heads in this movie, and it did something that was. Inf- no, we don't mean the band. We're not talking about <laughs> David Byrne here. Um, I wish I knew more about David Byrne to make a David Byrne joke. All I know <laughs> is the big, huge suit from Saturday Night Live. That's like all of my knowledge of David Byrne and the Talking Heads. Um, but there's talking heads in this movie. There's ones that are clearly dis- people talking about science and, and stuff like that. But they never, from the get-go, and I thought maybe I missed it on the first run, they never give anyone a title card. Like, they don't say, like, John mm-hmm. Alvarez from you know, Professor of Physics or whatever. Nobody, and there's maybe five consistent talking heads through the thing, and you're never told who they are. And it's like you can kind of hear, okay, that guy's probably proficient in quantum physics because he's talking something about that or whatever. And then we get this woman that shows up that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And she looks like uh, she's got blonde hair. She looks like um, (laughs) Jennifer Coolidge, who is in um, (laughs) Stifler's mom. She's in uh, all of the Christopher Guest movies. And she always plays that kind of character like in Best in Show where she's she plays like the dumb dumb. She would play an amazing. It is literally like they plucked a Christopher Guest uh, character and put her into this movie. And so first, the first thing I wrote down about her was that she this was Zsa Zsa Gabor because she had like some <laughs> crazy accent and she's wearing, I, I, for two hours I've been trying to figure out how to describe what she's wearing. It's kind of like if the Royal guards made a jacket, it's like this heavy red jacket thing with a weird collar. And it's just, she's just very strange. And so like the second I saw her, I'm like, Oh, she's the nutcase of the panel. Like clearly this woman is crazy. And so she kept popping up and I was like, well, she no longer has an accent, <laughs> she which wasn't kept Stanley changing. Right. And so, lo and behold, we get to the end of the movie, and, and everybody gets their credit, like professor of whatever. There's some guy from the University of Oregon, I believe, and, and kind of these other mathematicians or physics people or whatever. And then they show this woman whose name is Ramtha, as channeled by Jay-Z Knight. <laughs> Knight. And I... <laughs> Did you look into Ramtha? My, I didn't, did not look into Ramtha, but I, my, I could not believe. Mark, do you want to tell I Todd who seen. Ramtha is? So yeah, so why don't for those <clears throat> other people who are unfamiliar, who is, what is Ram, a Ramtha? Um, uh, Ram, Ramtha is a uh, an ancient human, uh, lived about thirty five thousand years ago. Sure, and uh, how long ago? Thirty five thousand okay. years. Um, Where does that fall on like the Homo sapiens scale? Like, like <laughs> no, we've been around that long. Three hundred thousand is okay. about, about us. Uh, so, so in the ballpark, then. in the ballpark. Uh, although uh, he was the leader of a army of two point five million people, which is about double the human population on Earth during that period of time. So huh. there's. there's there's some, There's some weird well, facts. Some yeah. new th- these aren't just any people. They happen to be the the citizens of the lost continent of Lemuria. Right. Uh, so. Okay. <laughs> so she. Ch- so is this a real person or is this like a mythical like Thor or like you know one of the Greek it's gods? As, it's or... real as like Atlantis. <laughs> if you believe in Atlantis, <laughs> then you would believe in Ramtha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so um, Ramtha has been has has a learning center and oh and uh, do you know where that learning center is uh i don't remember is it is it i think it's in central washington okay so now i I did pull a a review from imdb when i was looking through this and i didn't read it when i just when i found out about the ramtha and it says uh ramtha is said to be over thirty five thousand years old and yelm washington and uh originated in the sunken continents of atlantis and lemuria which uh, where he was in charge of an army of over a million people. Okay, yeah. so okay, we've got him. So he's a character in this film. So he he is our lead character, played by J D Knight, played by J K Simmons in a wig. Um, so what? <laughs> 
And look, I, I'll <laughs> from the get go, like I will say, I'm a, I'm a, I am a religious person. I'm not. This this podcast is not just casting aspersions on other totally. beliefs. I know I have plenty totally. of silly ones of my own. So I hope I hope as we go through, we'll point out where they claim things that are just absolute not provable yeah, can, nonsense. Can we just start trashing this movie yet? Okay. <laughs> Have no. we set it up? Well, I want to finish so, talking about Ramtha. So Ramtha um, has been channeled by Jay-Z Knight uh, since the late 70s. Okay. Is she the first or was he a known entity before J.C. Knight? First. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's that's Kainty. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's others that practice this kind of channeling uh, practice. There was, there was one that was actually on the movie the secret that uh they had licensing issues and when they uh issued the second batch of uh the secret they removed her it was esther uh and oh really well i did another okay sorry and and so ramtha is is a spiritual entity that jay-z knight uh speaks embodies yeah that that embodies uh jay-z knight and uh, adds the you know uh, and you, so, so which that, one had the yeah. accent Ramtha okay why okay yeah and so <laughs> and so there's teachings and and like spiritual why proofs that, that accent I guess is trying <laughs> what I'm trying to say <laughs> didn't sound Middle Eastern or human <laughs> I guess it was Atlantean Atlantean yeah Maybe who's, she could communicate with Aquaman. Yeah, who's to argue what the Atlanteans right. sounded like? <laughs> Who am I to say? Um, I, the, another part of the IMDb thing says, uh, the so-called scientists come from impressive quantum physics sounding institutions, like blah, blah, blah. Um, one scientist that was in the last film screened bloody murder when he saw the finished product and uh, in the way that they manipulated his four hours of the interview. So I have a feeling... Um, the other talking heads in the movie probably had the same reaction because they all seemed to like know what they were talking about and be professional. Right. Um, and then, and then there's Ramtha. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the talking points that Ramtha talks about are very mainstream metaphysical. Right. And so, if you are in that circle, it's it's very and there common. was a bloom of this in the early two thousands because <clears throat> the secret, like we totally. mentioned, this is very Oprah spirituality totally. of putting out into the universe the things that you want uh, to bring back. So it right. kind of did fit, I guess, the zeitgeist there. So well, then let's dig let's dig into them because there isn't like an overarching plot. Marley Matlin, they show her she's a photographer, she's for a somewhere, photographer. Yeah. and she's constantly miserable. So Wait, that's the story. Marley Matlin. Would this be the same Marley Matlin from uh, Hear No Evil? It would be. It's a Marley Mar- <laughs> Marley Marley. A Marley, Marley Matlin Marley. Uh, matinee. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Matlin matinee. Mat- Matlin A. A Matlin A. We need to invite her to Portland and have a Matlin A. Matlin A. Uh, this movie, just like Hear No Evil, uh, had a lot of uh, really neat Portland shots and like little... Uh, sped up time lapses of like being on the max at night and uh, the park blocks, uh, the same park, block, park blocks from Hear No Evil right on the corner of where you and I uh, work marked. Worked so mark. worked marked. Um, worked comma. So mark. the first time I saw this movie. Okay. So you were in the, this was, you saw this at the Baghdad, didn't you? I saw this oh, at the Baghdad theater. In its I, first run? In its first run. I uh, think you cool. kept asking me to go. <laughs> totally. I was asking. And I was everybody. always busy. <laughs> right. I asked everybody to go. <laughs> so I, were, I was were in, you like, in, you got to check out this movie? It's terrible at the time. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I, I I was all about this movie. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, we it, all it, have our faith. We all. Totally. <laughs> and there are things to pick up from. There are from things like yeah. this. So um, <clears throat> so I watched this in the theater around the location where. The, the film takes film, place, which was very oh, that's right. Uh, meta, meta, physical, meta. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this does have some great interior shots of the Baghdad. From really the, from cool. From the balcony and walking up the stairs. Yeah, and it makes the it ramps. Feel, it makes it feel like a. You it looks know, gigantic. Makes it feel European. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, like we said, the park blocks. Uh, there's Goose Hollow, that Max part. Um, there's the. The tunnel stop underneath the zoo. Yes. Oh, and and personal connection. I was watching the the credits of this, and they were like Marley Matlin's stand-in, 
Hannah Childs. I'm like, Hannah Childs, who's like this good friend of mine that I've known for like 20 years. And so I texted her. I'm like, you were Marley Matlin standing? She's like, yes, it was very cold because it was like three o'clock in the morning that they did that under, you know, so I'm sure oh, because wow. they didn't want to mess up max Schedules, service and stuff right. like that. And huh. so, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't want to eat accidental extras or to block. Yeah, them off. yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> Hmm. Only people who agree that thinking about water could be <laughs> change the water. So there are claims in this movie. What were you going to say, Brian? No, oh, I was just going to say that I had had, I have a history with this movie as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in, uh, I just graduated college. It was like right as I was finishing up and, and one of my TAs, I don't know why we got to talking about it, but she was just like telling me about this movie. You got to see it. It's like the most amazing thing ever. It will change your life. And so she, she was describing this movie and I was like, that sounds really neat. And then I started watching it and I got like halfway through and just cut it off and never finished it. I was just, it, it, it completely. Did you cut it off the first time before or after the uh, wedding reception oh before okay. so that was a complete surprise and so I, I i wrote down on my notes like i i missed the best part the first time like i, I should have kept going it just got worse in amazing ways that i was not expecting as i said it kept pulling me back in yeah. but for someone in an academic setting to recommend in a science class <laughs> in an academic setting to recommend this movie it completely changed my perception of that person as a figure right. of authority i was just <laughs> at that at that point i was like I, I i was i was like what the bleep do i know like who are these people <laughs> telling me stuff i can't trust anyone anymore my reality isn't real <laughs> so yeah there is a whole lot of that it, and it's just kind of open-ended philosophical questions like we see with our eyes but our brain sees what our eyes see so who sees what we saw when we see and i'm like yeah. come on here it, it, the weirdest thing is just how they will they they will say some really <clears throat> interesting hard science facts and then mm. immediately follow it up with these preposterous claims like <laughs> and then uh if you believe that you you can walk on water you will <laughs> i'm just like no <laughs> well and it does the astonishing thing is that like it will make and it was kind of surprising because at the end it was the woman who patented her own um oh what's the word for this the the this stuff like what our feelings are made out of or whatever the the substance that are is in our cells i forget what they were talking about protoplasm <laughs> something like that but it wasn't like that no dang have it left my dumb notes at home um but she and, and it sounded like she works at some university or whatever. So I was surprised that it came from her because I wasn't getting super crazy vibes off. And now I've completely lost what I was going to say about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the claims. Yeah. And then she goes, well, it was right after they're in the in the Washington Square Park Max station under uh, in the tunnel. And they're having some sort of demonstration uh, about these these close up pictures of water Whoa, molecules yeah. that. um they were giving a tour of and there was like a series of five pictures of like this is what water looked like when we got it and it was just like a blob of something and they're like this is the water when we said thank you to it all night and it was like this beauty it was like a literal snowflake like yeah. with all its beautiful edges and then there was one that just said like i hate you i hate you i will kill you and the water was all sad, <laughs> was all sad and like all miscolored <laughs> It looked like it looked like the dirty water that you clean your paintbrush in, and then like at the end, it was it reminded me of Mark Mark's two Chinese words, "hello" and "thank you," because there was one that was just "thank you," "thank you," and and so the the quote that I played at the beginning where it said, "and so if if and so the water got that way by having people meditate at the water, and so the, that's where the guy says, if we can do that to water, just imagine what thinking about ourselves can do or whatever." Whatever he says. But then that lady claims, he's like, and as we all know, our bodies are 90% water. I'm like, no, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> that is like, <laughs> that is not true at all. Well, you also only use 10% of your brain. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but that's one of those things we always hear where it's like, our bodies are 70% water, which is what we're about. Like, that's one of those old wives tale that is still at least true. <laughs> this movie is just she just with claimed, those claims. And that, and they did that whole thing where they're like, um, maybe I should, I should try to play it here. Um, where there's this one guy that's talking about how 
we won't be able to experience and see the things in life that we don't believe or we won't allow ourselves to see. Oh, Marley Matlin has an acid trip or whatever. And, pictures being on this island coast or whatever and the voiceover guy is talking about how it's that old thing about how when the first sail ships came to the americas the dumb native americans didn't know what they were so they didn't Couldn't see, see them. them for months or whatever except yeah. the local shaman every day went out and saw that the waves were crashing in just you know in a weird way and over several days allowed himself to believe and then saw the ships and if, i'm like if the producers ha- had only just visited snopes.com <laughs> And checked. If the producers didn't assume that, like, the Native Americans were the dumbest people <laughs> in the history of the humanity. Right, because... Because you can't see things that you have never seen before, Brian. Exactly. <laughs> Think of all the things in this room. When, when you go to the art museum and you, and you look at all the art in the modern art museum, like, I, it's just empty to me. I, I, it's, I it goes a, right over my head. I see a new car yep. design. The Tesla? They're right in front of you. They say and Teslas are pretty cool, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> I can't see them. So, yeah, this movie, uh, that's why I was surprised. And I guess, you know, every field does have their kind of conspiracy minded thing. And I, I have a feeling that uh, hearing that, you know, these these poor professors or whatever are just sitting in a in a warehouse for six hours being asked, like, leading questions about but no no no. could it be possible and they're like, fine, when metaphysical quantum breaks down and and so like. I have a feeling there's a lot of that, but I also discovered um, I was surprised the director, like all of the people that have been in this have been working steadily. Like the, the director is just been TV, 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 TV. And now he's doing a new swamp thing. Um, oh really? Yeah. He's the director wow. and like executive producer of that. Did you see what his follow-up film to this was though? No, but was it the sequel, which I didn't know no. was a thing or the three hour version of this that you can find on YouTube that I believe just has kind of uncut interview footage. No. Added to Did you it? watch that though? No. No, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. So his follow-up film was called <clears throat> sit down for this <laughs> ghetto physics. Will the real pimps and hoes please stand up? It oh, is no. it is also a docudrama. I'm sure it's as culturally sensitive as it is. <laughs> Indians can, or Native Americans cannot see things that they don't understand or whatever it was. Uh, um, uh, so the Marley Matlin aspects of it, let's kind of talk about that a little <clears throat> bit. Um, she mostly does mopey walking tours of Portland until she ends up in, in the Northwest Park blocks on 7th and Flanders, where you and I used to work, yep. um, where she meets the only convincing person or character in this entire movie, which is the little kid that plays basketball. Oh, yeah. Who does nothing but, like, quote, sounds like he's quoting Morpheus the whole time <laughs> with his, like, yes. but we can't it's do kind, this. It's kind, you're right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Kid President on YouTube. Yes. It's kind of like he if even he looks like kid president. played Morpheus. And he... <laughs> <laughs> and but he and at one point he even says how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go which is just a matrix quote uh right. which of you know but. and that, that was the name of the follow-up film yes what the bleep colon down the rabbit hole <laughs> what's down my colon oh. <laughs> but yeah that kid was great and i looked him up and he's been working constantly ever since then too huh, they're, all really? like, they're all huh. like all these people are like journeyman actors that have been like csi and like all of those those types of he shows, wasn't but, a uh, he Port, was great. Portland. Uh, you didn't go down the his Portland filmography rabbit hole. I didn't because he's not from here. He's like yeah. from Minnesota or something I, like that. I found one actress uh, that I just randomly clicked on in the cast, and then like I went down a rabbit hole and I got like five new Portland films. Oh, nice! Something called Say Uncle. Uh, there's get this. There's a film uh, film in Portland called Film Geek called the story of Scotty Pelk, a socially inept video store clerk who gets fired from his job and becomes a sensation as an online film critic. What year did that come out? 2005. Film Geek. Wow. Filmed in wow. Portland. Interesting. I know. Huh. So thank you, What the Bleep, for <laughs> that. <coughs> for willing that into our existences. Um, there is one other kind of, or two other characters, I guess. You're showing us <coughs> a picture of Worf from... Oh, come on. Pork. Oh, oh. That's not a Star Trek. I don't have... Any of my sounders on? Oh, what is? Star Are we Trek? looking at? <laughs> it is Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. Are you showing yeah. that he because said Worf, his, his name is? Yeah, I, I guess Warg. I don't know Star Trek. 
That's Quark. That's Quark from okay. Quark. from Deep Space Nine. Okay. Uh, that's also the actor whose voice you played at the beginning of the show. Is that who that is? Yes. yes. Michael Dornan, is that his name? No, Michael Dorn is oh, Worf. Worf. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> all of my Star Trek pins on Worf This is character. Armin Shimmerman. Shimmerman. Oh, Armin Shimmerman. Okay. Who is he? I a... thought you just showed me that because Quark, we were talking about no. physics. and No, and because he's in I this movie. I wonder because one of the other things I wrote down is like, who is this person talking? He's not a character of the movie and he's not a talking head and he goes away for vast amounts of the picture. He oh, didn't wow. need much makeup. I've never seen him without makeup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> His teeth are a little Ferengi. <laughs> um, hey, that's did I get that one right? right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but Marley Matlin, uh, as she's moping around, is that her house that they're always showing her in? It's like gigantic. Yeah, loft her space like loft apartment. Covered, like the, the walls are particle board for some reason. She has a roommate. And she has a roommate. So the roommate um, is another actress that's been working constantly. She was on Friends, and I want to say she was probably one of Rachel's friends, like in the flashbacks when Rachel was still uh, rich and they would do flashbacks to her like high school friends. And um, I have a feeling she's one of them because she kind of looks like the um, she's really pretty, but could easily play like the rich snob type character. But in this, she's like this kind of hippy drippy Dharma and Greg esque, uh, <laughs> which is like exactly good, good reference. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, who I thought was great. She didn't do much except for give us something that wasn't dour to look at because that's all Marley Matlin was. So there's her and then there's the Jimmy Olsen type character who shows up at the at the wedding reception, the guy in the bow tie that she that disappears as soon as we're done with him, even though he was like <laughs> the main part of that scene. For well, for that matter, we have a uh, Perry White at the office. Oh, that's right. We do. <laughs> this is all very Superman. Um, there were there were like it seemed really unnecessary sexual innuendos throughout this movie. Yes, there were. It got way <laughs> really <laughs> uncomfortable. I it remember one of the times because like they would have the scientists people talking about like when we have emotions or feelings, this is what, you know, physiologically is happening. This is the communication that's happening between your cells, blah, blah, blah. And then they would cut to Ramtha. Ramtha. And then she goes, <gasps> one thought. <laughs> yes. All it Just takes for that erection. Thought. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then like other times she, she'd be like, but what if we used it for sex or something like that? I'm like, what is happening? And then like it would cut to like some zany scene out of Osmosis Jones, which is, has oh anyone God. seen that? I've not that seen movie. it, but I totally understand. Uh, it's a movie from the... With Bill Murray, right? With Bill Murray's in it. It's half um, half live action with Bill Murray. Bill Murray gets sick and then they show kind of like inner space where they oh. show the inside of his body, but that's all animated. And, and Chris, Chris Rock. Rock is in it. He plays the white blood cell and uh, there's all this, yeah, there's all this nonsense <laughs> I wrote on in the body. <laughs> anyone Comments, anyone? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> so are we talking about the wedding now? So yeah, well, I just kind of wanted to set up. So at least up to that, point there had been kind of like if we were talking about like a, fl- a rush of emotions because all of the talking heads also were talking a lot about victim feeling like a victim and addiction so a lot of the f- questions being asked of the interviewees I feel like were about addiction because they were all answering in that way in a way that like didn't have anything to do with the movie mm-hmm. but they were like showing little cartoon cells and and like when they were angry, it was like inside and out. It would be like a red blood cell being all furious or whatever. And then we get to this wedding reception that Marley Matlin has been. She's a wedding photographer. Yeah, she's a she's a photographer for a agency that hands out assignments like a newspaper. Yes, yeah. Because she shows up and like picks an assignment off the wall and is like, "Oh, I hate weddings," and it's a wedding in the same church that her wedding. And we kind of get flashbacks of of a husband who had cheated on her and like had looked at someone else during the ceremony or something like that. So we're at the wedding reception <laughs> with some of the most ridiculous bridesmaid dresses and wedding dresses I've ever seen. And I know they pointed that out in the movie, but it, it was a Polish wedding. That's important. <laughs> yes. I did write that down. <laughs> so what happens at the wedding, Todd? Do you remember? I do. <laughs> I do. So the at the at the wedding proper, she's taking pictures and she's kind of having flashbacks to like her own wedding, blah, blah, blah. The wedding gets out and they get to the reception. She's looking. She's at the reception. She supposedly works is being hired to 
photograph this event and she's like sitting on the gift table like drinking and like looking bored and well, hating being there i think you before she 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 refuses a couple of drinks and and then oh, there's an incident that drives her to drink okay well i don't have my notes so why don't you you walk us through the incident so she is like totally jaded with weddings i guess because of how her marriage turned out and so she, I think, is in the bathroom or something. And there's like a, a one-way or a two-way mirror or just a frosted glass pane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just see like bodies smash up against the glass pane <laughs> and, start, flung. and start having sex <laughs> on the glass pane as Marley Matlin is just given this disgusted look because I think she thinks that it's the groom having sex with one of the bridesmaids. Right. And so then she comes back out to where everyone is dancing and she basically just screams at the top of her lungs and calls it out and is like, the groom's having sex with the bridesmaid or something yeah or like how can you not see this or yeah whatever and so she freaks out and that's when jimmy olsen shows up and like kind of covers for her and says something but she ended up being wrong yeah 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 yeah. because it, it was a groom it was pretty it was it was actually pretty culturally insensitive because he, it implies that all poles look the same <laughs> he said polak <laughs> he said all polacks look the same <laughs> not my words <laughs> Um, so Jimmy Olsen shows up and co- and covers for it. I did like the fact that uh, Marley Matlin, as we uh, last last month we mentioned it too, she is hearing impaired and speaks with sign language, and that was a big plot point of Hear No Evil. This movie, it's just never mentioned, which I thought was kind of neat. Some I thought that was know. actually Although the one it positive. Really irrit- so, like I said, Marley Matlin has just been so morose and so upset about something, and I guess she was. I guess technically wrestling with existential dread. I, I think that's supposed to be her character, tra- her driving character trait. But she is just like ticked off all the time and she's taking this anti-anxiety medication. But like even at this wedding reception before she freaks out how she's just sitting around bored and she, she is so she does lots of sign professional. And then and this little cute girl comes up and is like, I want to be a photographer too. And she just looks at the girl and is like, whatever. And take lots and, of pictures. Yeah, that's my advice to you. And the roommate like gives her this nice photo album with like here Her are work. my favorite pictures that you have taken, and she's just like, "Why are you giving this to me?" Yeah, and it's like, "What is?" I <laughs> no explanation. I mean, other than the fact that however long ago you know, she got divorced, your negative thoughts affect everything around you, Todd. <laughs> And <laughs> until you look that's... into a mirror and you're an old lady and you smash it with toothpaste. Well, the oh. inevitable ending. Well, we just skipped over Osmosis Jones then. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> so, uh, the the yeah, back to the back to the wedding reception. This when, is what yeah, and uh, this, this is, is what really. And I think I, I I don't know which one of you I texted afterwards, <laughs> but I said I just got finished watching this. I realized for about five minutes of it, I had been holding my head <laughs> in my hands and my mouth was just open, <laughs> and it was during this. Scene. I could not believe what I was so watching. So as Jimmy Olsen is getting up the nerve to ask her and like get out of my notes so you guys will have to help walk through this. They they kind of start to show the animated We should talk about what's going on with the talking heads at this point. Okay. They start talking about um chemical reactions and uh peptide formation in the peptide, body that's the word Peptides. i was looking for that one, oh. that one talking head lady uh patented her own peptide, peptide or something like that yeah so the peptide receptors on your cells and how it takes you uh you know drugs function the same as peptides in your body uh in in terms of their interaction with the receptors and that's why drugs oh, give you feelings and and so uh I think at this point they were trying to show that y- your body makes a certain kind of peptide when you are sexually aroused. Uh, and, and that's uh, what that's the context to this wedding scene. What part of the wedding do you want to talk about first? How about the two hornball uh, uh, kids? Who <laughs> Guys are s- from Central Casting. Straight out. I need a Lenny and a Squiggy. Can we get them? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so Mark on the screen. So we flash to these. Yeah, we get these two characters we've never seen. These two high school looking kids. And we're getting a Requiem of a Dream type <laughs> shot where the camera is mounted like right at their face, you know, and it kind of moves around. He's wearing them. the GoPro on his chest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And and then we switch to a a point of view shot from this random <laughs> character, and it's giving like a it's a the Terminator HUD, Terminator <laughs> RoboCop heads up display, and it says 
Fox dog. Search. Pow. It says search command foxes so versus what dogs. Fox, foxes, dogs, and cows. Those are the three categories that he divides all women into. And it shows that his friend has high standards. And his friend is only looking for the foxes. But then you see his standards lower throughout the scene. And by the end, he's looking for the foxes, the cows, or the dogs. And he'll just I take anything. I get that. Because look right there. They're says, all scratched out. And it just said puts, puts out. out and with a little uh, restroom graphic <laughs> of the people, people in humping. doggy style. <laughs> it is And so crazy. it cuts to that as it's doing a full rendition of Robert uh, Plant's, uh, not Robert Plant, uh, Addicted to Love. Yes. With the Might whole. as well face it. You with the whole parody of the like horny red. It's one of those movies from the emotion 80s. Emotion thing doing the video with like the two girls that look, by, or not two oozes of protoplasm behind him all singing addicted to love it's because now your cells have all gotten the sexual receptors so your cells are all charged up with sexual energy and they're wanting this to happen and so everyone's getting a frenzy marley matlin is she's drinking by this point she has turned to drink she's she's over this wedding and so she's not even pretending to work anymore and is just dancing up a storm oh all of a sudden who that lady looks familiar too but all of a sudden somebody with a iv drip bag full of green stuff shows up and then two scenes later everybody has them and is doing a choreographed dance they all have a, a iv bag of peptides Oh, is that what that was? I think so. Oh, gosh. And it's going back to the the, the, the animated animated red blood cell or whatever that was supposed to be. (laughs) The terrible... The terrible wedding dress and, and oh, and then there's the poor guy that they there's the fat guy at the buffet that they just keep cutting back to with fart noises. And then we get to the music, the giant musical number. It was at the with the the polka the yes. <laughs> Can the you play that? Polka. Do you know what yeah, song that yeah. was? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll play it at the end though too. Let's see if I. Well, can. it's important. The name of the song is "She's oh. Too Fat." It is the She's Too Fat Polka. That's right after. So we're having the addicted to love moment. And all of a sudden, one of the older, like, uncle-looking guests has been bugging the DJ to play um, polka. polka. You can't have a, a Polish wedding without polka or without Polish music. And he picks, he ends up punching the DJ <laughs> across the entire venue somehow and then uh, plays, let's see... This electro. Oh, this is all. The playback is too fast. It ain't a Polish wedding without a polka. Wait till they start singing. Do you notice? Turn up. What? Yeah, it's it's the she's too fat polka. (laughs) How did you know that? Is that a thing? That's a song. Is it a famous song? No, but I heard it in this movie. As heard in What the Bleed Do We Know. That's what it's famous from. But yeah, and then they're all doing choreographed dance with, with their IV bags. Yeah, with of, their IV poles. And, and he's got the old man has suddenly got a, a accordion. And this it just is quick, super fast cuts. And then it ends. That might be the craziest scene I've seen in a movie this decade. It would, And it's so out of character for this like metaphysical let's ponder our existence and like watch somebody walk around contemplating things all over the place and then there's that so uh marley matlin the uh the guy that was flirting with her and the little camera girl are not in this scene so what happens is the entire dance the number from start to finish is intersliced with reaction shots 
from those three people. They are not in. Funny, they didn't make <laughs> any of them learn that dance. No, because <laughs> it is implied that they're all there. They're yeah, that but those the oh, three talking funny. heads they have reaction shots. Oh, that's right. And they're like just up against a wall by themselves. Right. Being they're never part of the dance. Being grabbed on by these liquid protoplasm <laughs> cartoon things. But yeah, I just could not believe how unprofessional Marley Matlin was. She's hired to go photograph this wedding and gets hammered, insults the guests, and then dances instead of takes taking pictures. That's the power of positive thought. <laughs> exactly. But so this whole movie is kind of watching her go through this mental breakdown as she's discovering oh yeah the follow-up scene is pretty amazing as well when she's in her bathroom yeah so that's when she kind of wakes up the next day all clear-headed and that's another thread in this movie she gets an envelope that has a bunch of pictures from the reception it's kind of implied that maybe she didn't remember and every time they show her pictures or her taking pictures they are the worst pictures (laughs) i have ever seen like there's that scene in saturday market where like there's a homeless guy chasing a dog and then other people come and rescue the dog and then it's over. But yeah. like, during it all, she like quick gets out her camera and they like, they show the framing of her camera and like people aren't in it. Right. And it's like crooked and confusing. And she seems happy with it though. And Perry, Perry White's all, you're the best technical photographer we've ever had. That's why we're sending you to this wedding. So is this supposed to, was it implying that she slept with uh, Jimmy Olsen? Oh, when I, she wakes oh, up the next morning, maybe I don't think they. Mm. I don't think they did. I or couldn't didn't. tell. But yeah, she wakes up and then sees a picture of herself that I guess she thinks she looks fat, right? And so she's kind of looking in a in a full length mirror, and then she imagines her how, herself with like a really huge fat thigh, like a comically big fat thighs, and then she pictures herself walking down mm. the waterfront with the big thighs and looks in a mirror. And keeps seeing her distorted self and then punches the mirror and squeezes toothpaste at it until her roommate borrows toothpaste and she scoops it out of the sink with her hand and it like hands it to her. Hands it to her. And even then the roommate's like, okay. Like she was just always in a good mood. Uh so finally I can't I can't watch that and concentrate at the same time. <laughs> so she she breaks the mirror and then she kind of stares at the mirror, and that's when she hears once again if our thoughts can do that to water. Just imagine what they could do to ourselves. And she kind of starts laughing. And then uh, when the roommate comes in to borrow toothpaste, Marley Matlin had like drawn like pretty and like beautiful, like on her own skin because she's reclaiming her positivity or whatever. And so that's her big character arc is done then. Cause she did it. (laughs) She discovered herself. Um, And then the last thing we see to go in into more of the theory of just watching a woman's complete and utter mental break breakdown. She ends up sleeping on a bench on the Willamette river overnight and throws away her medication. So what the bleep do we know? What the bleep do we know uh, about proper mental health? <laughs> so if you two can be Marley Matlin, sleep on a bench and give away your prescription medication. Can we talk about how this movie may actually be legitimately dangerous to, to certain folks? Well, just at the end that that was her big and look, I mean, right. medication is not for everyone and, and medication does and does not work for some people. I've been on medication, but the message of your movie should not just be I can I can thank my water. I mean, just the and have it bless me enough that I don't need these antidepressants. The way that facts are presented in this movie, spliced together with like those preposterous claims, it, it, it is very like if you were a gullible person and didn't know any better, you would think that like everything in this movie was like scientific. Well, this fact, is basically but... like Facebook before Facebook <laughs> was a thing, <laughs> totally. and like every aunt you had or Mark <laughs> or would me. like come over and like. Well, I, I feel like the people who were into this movie went on to become the anti-vax movement oh i bet there was another part so not only the 90 percent water and the the native americans don't know how to see thing they had one of the guys talking about in 1998 there were going to be an influx of people to washington dc who were going to meditation meditate to bless 
the, the area, city, the city, and it will knock crime down by twenty five percent. And the the uh, police chief was like, "Well, that's crazy. The only time it goes down by twenty five percent is when there's a snowstorm." And the guy's like, "And lo and behold, we all meditated, and thus." It dropped twenty five percent, but I forgot to look that up. But that it can't was not, possibly it was be true. not true. In fact, crime uh, increased. <laughs> <laughs> they said murders went up by like ten percent or something. <laughs> Quick, while everyone's being peaceful. <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, and that you know, there's fifty eight other uh, experiments that came before that that proved the same thing. No, I, I, like, I, that I, can't possibly. I be fact true. check it, and that was not okay. true. Well, somebody else fact checked it, but I just read their work. <laughs> uh, oh, there's that kid who's just great kid again. president, Reggie, kid president. Yeah, he was really, really great. Yeah, he made all of that nonsense they made him say like convincing, Believable. like he knew, like he believed it. Yeah, no. and then he even pulled out a comic book. He's like, I read Quantum Monthly or whatever. It was like some comic book superhero. Uh, but really, really nice. Um, Portland locations, I thought. There was one moment that made me laugh. Like some guy uh, invoked. Do you remember when uh, one of the talking heads invoked 9-11? No. It was towards the end and they were talking about like the power of positive. And he was just like yada, yada, yada. And then that leads to things like (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. And I was like, wait a minute. This movie was what, 2004? Like too soon. Plucking that string. (laughs) To just use that like a throwaway line. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> they did introduce another talking head at like an hour 20. There's like just a new guy. That's, I'm like, where did he come from? Not that I knew who anyone else was. Okay, but... who did you. Okay, which of the talking heads did you want to punch most? <laughs> I want Ramtha. <laughs> I thought Ramtha was. I'm trying to find. I should just play some Ramtha. Um... I wanted to punch the guy who was in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I which knew one you was would. he? Oh, was he in front of the. So he's in from... front of the waterfall or the, wa- he... the fountain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. pretty. Although I, I just felt like he thought he was in a different project, like just kind of a a thinking exercise project because he was very excited about all the things like a philosophy professor would get super excited about. So that that uh, I don't know if it was this comic book, but he has a book called Doctor Quantum, and uh, and so he he he's done a bunch of other things besides this oh. uh, in this in the same uh, genre. Oh wait, who has it? comic book name that that guy uh fountain guy oh the fountain guy yeah he had product placement in this movie because uh, that kid had the the quantum let me let comic me book. i would love to watch this movie with rich evans <laughs> <laughs> he would storm out uh here's a little bit of um of ramp camera this tape did you know that the brain imprints what it has the ability to see. Now, this is important. For example, this camera is seeing a lot more around me. So is there an accent here? Is here? I think she's like trying halfway. to. Yeah. She's Zsa Zsa Gabor, because basically. Yeah. Is, has no objection. Transatlantic no accent. <laughs> she also looks like, uh, and this is a deep cut. Uh, do you know who Jocelyn Wildenstein is? No. She's a famous, um, like a social New York socialite wife, uh, but also famous for pla- getting so much plastic surgery to look like a cat. They call her the cat lady sometimes. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So if you yeah, Google Jocelyn Wildenstein, um, cat lady of New York or whatever, oh. if she's still alive. It is Dr. Quantum. <sighs> yep. Oh, wow. That guy's comic book was product placement in that own movie. Um, so I'll play a li- <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> you're Jocelyn Wildenstein. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're welcome, everyone, for that, who was not, not aware no, of no. who that was. <laughs> so let's listen to a little bit them of... At all um, because it was so... The way our brain is wired up, we only see what we believe is possible. Um, We match patterns that already uh, exist within ourselves through conditioning. So uh, a wonderful story that I believe is true is that when the Native American Indians uh, on the Caribbean islands saw Columbus's ships approaching, they couldn't see them at all because it was so... Unlike anything She's trying to find a way to say it politely. <laughs> when Columbus's Armada landed in the Caribbean, none of the natives were able to see the ships, even though they existed on the horizon. Stop lying! The reason that they never saw the ships was because they had no knowledge in their brains or no experience that clipper ships existed. So when the shaman... 
I read something that I, I, I found a hard time believing, but uh, somebody wrote online that this movie was uh, an answer to the Passion of the Christ. It's like the new the, the new Who age. Was asking that question, <laughs> that this was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question is that? Um, Did you notice several times in this movie uh, the special kind of phone that Marley Matlin had? No, I didn't. Did her, she have one of the TT? Her, no, her, she had a TTYL. flip phone, but oh, yes, it had, had FaceTime in 2004. <laughs> it was totally a Motorola flip phone with like full working <laughs> FaceTime <laughs> Jetsons <laughs> video phone. It, and that that's, uh, I think they probably had to do that in the movie so that she could read the lips because otherwise it would, she wouldn't oh. be able to hold up the phone and talk on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other one, they had a realistic thing. It's not like, anyway. Um what church do what did you guys recognize the church that they used? I didn't. It thanked uh, in the credits in the movie. It oh, okay. thanked the church. So we'll have to look at that. Yeah, by by the some time Catholic you're hearing church. this, you should be able to find all the locations and some pictures of them um, at portlandatthemovies.com/slash/map. Um, um, there was the Salmon Street Fountain. Uh, had some cool shots. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of of really neat, and they were mostly establishing uh, type shots that that they used them for. Um, so this is I. I have a really weird feeling about this movie because on the one hand, I, I hate this movie more than a lot of the other movies we've watched on this show. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed watching it because it was like entertaining on a, oh my God, I can't believe they're getting away with this level. Right. So I, I hated it, but it was enjoyable at the same time. I oh, absolutely. Like I don't... I don't recommend this movie as like a thing to get to think about and consider. No, no for, but I totally like get together with your friends, get some beer, get some weed. And I just do not watch recommend this, this to the gullible or feeble-minded. Yeah, yes, that's true. For inter, this is for entertainment purposes only, over, not to be used for any sort of thoughtful <laughs> applied uh, directly to the forehead. <laughs> okay, so on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. What do we want to guess? Yeah, so oh, they so how did the remind me how Rotten Tomato works? Uh, so there's two scores given. Mm-hmm. One is uh, the tomato meter, and one is the audience score. And the tomato meter is from critics. So on a scale of zero to a hundred, the critics gave it a what? Critics gave this forty forty percent. Very close, thirty four. Oh, um, and the audience, eighty. There were seventy-six. Sixty-nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so one thought, but <laughs> well, it's one of those self-selecting kind of numbers. I I feel like people who would be critical of this would never go watch it. Right. Right. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about the kid, so I'm going to play a little bit of uh, uh, a clip of him talking, so you can at least uh, there we can revel in something. This is a very bizarre this, concept from this the movie. Hallmarks of the no, that's not him at all, is it? Superheroes use superposition, with the world being potential strips of reality, until we choose. Heroes choose what they want, being in many places at once, experiencing many possibilities all at once, and then collapsing on the one. question is, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Like, he even sold that hack line, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, so this kid is great. Um, uh, any other of the locations that we can think of? Um, One of the other claims we should mention that was just like, oh, yeah. come on, was when they tried to say that uh, matter is made of thought. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That was like one of the points they were trying to make that (laughs) matter doesn't really exist it's just made up of thought well that is the definition of metaphysics like that that whole construct is the base the base the basis it and that's all going into quantum mechanics and going things don't exist until you observe Observe them them. right and so that i mean there's that's what they're trying to lay out as a that's this that's this this. i didn't walk (laughs) away i mean i guess the the message you walk away with is 
the part they keep repeating about the water, I guess, but that just doesn't seem... It, it's one of those things where it sounds it sounds like it's saying a lot, but it's not really saying anything. It's like the cotton candy of philosophy. Well, it's kind of why it's dangerous. You know, it's it's going to give people the complete wrong picture of science and, right. and potentially lead them, you know, down the complete wrong path. Right. Because this is very much packaged as a scientific science. movie. This yes. isn't a like they're not selling this as a religion or a anything like the crazy Ramtha barbarian or whoever she is was supposed to be. It's just really like insidiously snuck in there so much so that that must be why they withheld the names of all of those people until the very end. The very last part of the movie is like, and Ramtha. Like they just like try to sneak that in. They're like, look the other way. It's a crazy lady. <laughs> I can imagine the producers when they're interviewing her and they're like, this is good, this is good. Okay, and how would you like to be credited? And then they're like, oh, uh, we're going to have a problem. I don't think SAG has a category for for the proper credit of channeling Did they have someone. to pay her twice? <laughs> they had to get a special thing like the Duffer Brothers in order to have dual, dual credits for director. Directed by Ramtha and Jade C. Knight. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, it is. I mean, you can. I would like to think that people can see through this and maybe like I forgive. I forgive back then because you forgive back. You have to look at this movie through the context of the lens of the time in which it was made. 2004. (laughs) Way back then when we were all young and freshly scrubbed. No, because I mean, it is. I mean, yeah, it is just enough to be dangerous, but. I don't know. Like it does. It also does that thing of, of except for which I thought was weird. Those very specific and easily, easily checkable things. Like there's not a lot to prove wrong. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where except all the facts that were (laughs) absolutely not true. This movie is like a precursor to uh, fake news and gaslighting. It really, really is. It's just conditioning and priming. I did want to try to find the longer segment here of um, when they're walking through the Max Tunnel and the concept of all of this water water stuff is explained. So she's taking her anti-anxiety pills and is and drops them in the, the Max Station. And then overhears, so to speak. I like how the be nice to water lobby had a person that they could hire. <laughs> that was to... the last thing I wrote in my notes. Is remember, folks, be, be nice, nice to water. water. <laughs> <laughs> and what affects it? Now, water is the most receptive of the four elements. Oh, Duh. right there. I was like, oh, the four water. elements. Duh. <laughs> well, water is the most receptive of those four. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I think we have hydrogen, oxygen, uh, zinc, and water. Those are the four elements. Perhaps it would respond to non-physical events. So he set up a series of studies, applied mental stimuli, and photographed it with a dark field microscope. Okay, I'm sure that doesn't exist. (laughs) Maybe it does. But this is all happening in a Mac station, by the way. This is not like at a museum. (laughs) This is just at the Washington Park Mac station. This first picture is a picture of water from the Fujiwara Dam. Okay, looks like normal water. Is the same water after receiving a blessing from a Zen Buddhist monk. And it is a it is a frozen snowflake. And it says, oh, after, uh, this is the water, after offering a now, prayer. Now, in this next series of pictures, Mr. Emoto printed out words, taped them to bottles of distilled water. Taped them. And left them out he overnight. He <laughs> was too lazy to even meditate at is them. a picture of the pure distilled water, just the essence of itself. I'm going to start walking around. I'm going to start carrying see, around the office at work a bottle of water that says, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> So there's the chi of love, which is a and beautiful snowflake as well. To, thank you. And you can <laughs> see where he taped you. that uh, to this bottle here. <laughs> but if you read Japanese, you already knew that. <laughs> that was condescending. Yeah. Now, Mr. Emoto speaks of the thought or intent being the driving force in all of this. 
the science of how that actually affects the molecules is unknown. <laughs> because <laughs> it is a lie. <laughs> And then they show the gross one that's like yellow water just full of filth and it says you make me sick, See, I will kill you. Kill <laughs> Not even that I want to, just I will. You make me sick, I, I will kill you. I'm what sure did that water ever do to him? And I'm sure that water really took that threat seriously. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to kill me? I'm, I'm not alive, you idiot. Well, Brian, it is the most receptive of all the elements. <laughs> So yeah, it is it is an interesting movie because like I said, I had so much fun watching this and kind of wish we did as a group watch this together just kind of as a fun thing to do because between seeing all the different locations in Portland and then just hearing nonsense like that, it was just a fun and then the craziness of the wedding reception and all of that insanity and it just I I I felt like it kept satisfyingly elevating itself it, enough it that like I it had in. good I'm pacing. Still in. It had good pacing. Yeah. If you want to watch a bad movie, <laughs> quote unquote movie. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us how. Tell us more about how this all touched your life. So, how was it like to go back and revisit this? Because have you seen this since your awakening? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being mean. <laughs> Condescending, Todd. <laughs> Look at my water. It's I, terrible. I, you know, you you guys hate this movie. I I <laughs> I definitely disagree with a lot of this movie right. uh, you know there's there's preposterous things in it the fundamental piece that they're they're really trying to get at is quantum physics is <laughs> quantum physics including spooky action at a distance including the the dual split dual slit test show a very un uh, unexplainable at our current uh, knowledge level of how our interactions with uh, our, our viewing and our intention on things physically affect things. Right. And that's the basis of the movie. And, right. And, and, and so that like, I would agree with. Fundamentally. It, that was the interesting part of the movie. I was tough. with it until eventually tough. I kept, I was like. <laughs> until the hate water. <laughs> I feel like it's trying to get under my skin. There's something else going on here. <laughs> and I, I think that they heaped on so much junk pseudoscience and, and uh, pseudo-religion on top of it that it discredited yeah. everything. Right. And that's why I it. call it dangerous because yep. like, I would love to get people interested in quantum physics because right. that is truly interesting. And one of those true, or even thinking about those concepts yeah. of like your, yeah. you do, if you walk around the day being thankful, you are much more likely to have good days and have better health. Like all of those things yeah. are, and I, and I don't think that it's just like by doing those things, I, I accidentally, like, I think that those, actually affect the physical universe around us and and i think that like when you uh walk if, if you go into a guitar shop and you pluck an pluck an e-string on a guitar the other e-strings on other guitars will vibrate and because of resonance and when we are in really shitty moods and really negative and destructive that negativity and that destructiveness affects at a very metaphysical level mm -hmm. people emotions uh in uh, well interactions, mob mentality the mob mentality kind of like how we're all interacting I, now and... i think that prayer uh you know uh, christian prayer practice is uh correlated in this uh, you know it's intentionality sure. it's faith it's it's meditation and meditation and, and so i think that there are some some golden nuggets underneath the shitty blanket here <laughs> uh and uh, what about, I'm, yeah. I'm sad no, and, that they ruined it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Well, it's always interesting that there's those cases throughout history of like uh, when people couldn't stop laughing or couldn't stop dancing or mm. mass hysteria, you know. Yeah, when something does take over legitimately like that. And mm -hmm. it, it, it is a fascinating area of, of, totally. of research, but this is very stoned not college science-based yeah <laughs> dorm romtha about it totally. although i was hoping for more atlantean propaganda <laughs> like i was after i read that i'm like this person is from atlantis and it didn't come up once not i was once. irritated i i would truly be interested in watching like uh 
something like this, but just based entirely on the quantum physics aspect. Right. Like, I, I'm sure. And I was a, going the other uh, way. I wanted to see a wild country esque <laughs> version of the Ramtha <laughs> sect There's or lots cult of or whatever. There's lots of, of this. Those. So oh, that would be interesting. If because they're based in Washington, let's go. Oh, let's go visit yeah. Ramtha. Yeah, she's only 77 now. <laughs> the Mark and Todd gas go to Ramtha. <laughs> oh wow. Um. So yeah, I. I guess I I would recommend this in the specific setting of like you're getting around with your your friends and you're kind of having it on in the background to like because it was a fun a very fun roller coaster yes even though of it, despite all of its full, you know glaring glaring errors there's some legit crazy shit in this movie <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the pull quote. <laughs> some crazy bleep in the, this movie yeah. <laughs> uh, well that does it um, oh I guess it's my turn to pick one but I did not pick a movie uh, for next month um, so I will I will. we can announce it on social media we can announce it on social Marley, media Marley Matlin <laughs> we'll go to the Marley Matlin trinity of Portland movies we should have her I was so after when I recognized her in this movie, I immediately was jumped to IMDb and was so disappointed to find out she's not actually from Portland. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She just really likes it here. She likes to take walks around the city because that's all she does in her movies. Such a niche actor for her to have like two major yeah. starring roles. Yeah, that is funny. Um, well, Brian. What can people do to find out more about you? You're busy this week doing what? Uh, come out to the largest gathering of people in Oregon uh, all year long at the Oregon Brewers true? Festival. I believe that That's is true. Terrifying. It attracts the largest crowd in the fake news. Are you wow. gaslighting <laughs> us again? <laughs> totally not true. Share yeah, your it's... energies with the the Brewfest crowd. Yeah, I will. Be... I'm excited. I've, I've never been uh, to one of those, and I'm going to be coming out on Wednesday to. To hang out at your booth. Yeah, for, for I'll be the uh, grand marshal of this year's festival, and I'll be tapping the so, first keg. Oh wow! So when is the is there a parade to There's that, a or just you parade that kicks off the festival? That is uh, 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Oh wow! Okay, and then I uh, will not be there for that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. We'll I'll be there back. later that day. I will. I get off at one, so it's a lot earlier than I thought. So. Awesome. So yeah, you can check us out there. Mark, where can people find out more about you? Uh, well, you and I uh, host the Mark and Todd Cast, and. Uh, um, we, uh, you can check us out at markettopdesk.com or we're on our Facebook actual page. science things. So yeah. we have <laughs> talked about quantum mechanics and quantum physics before. Uh, last week was about rubber, which is really exciting. The, yes. the history. Have you seen that movie? No, no, I have not seen rubber. Oh, I know. It's what a good. failure. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think of that until now. Um, so check that out. Yeah, marketingtalkcast.com. You can find out all of our old episodes of Portland the Movies at portlandthemovies.com and portlandthemovies.com slash map for uh, screenshots of all the locations we find in our movies. So you can find, um, look at each movie and see all the different locations that they were at. We are also on Patreon. And thank you to the patrons who help support this show so that we can keep doing it every month. Um, we really enjoy doing it a lot uh, and you can hear us on Fun Employment Radio a little bit earlier than we uh, release to the general public so check them out at funemploymentradio.com uh, other than that I'm going to get back to that slamming um, polka <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next time there was I can't a lot believe of this is a real. Song. There was a lot of fat shaming in this movie. There was that poor guy at the buffet, this yeah. overweight man that they just had kept like shoving food into his mouth, and they put fart and burp noise. And I'm like, this man is a human being. This episode's like, gonna need a trigger warning just for that song. Yeah, <laughs> and for epileptic seizures. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>